0: Welcome to the Stemmer Report Podcast, Episode 5, the podcast where I talk about genealogy, family history, and American history news that you may have missed. It's Tuesday, May 21st, 2019. I'm your host, Jay Wilson. In this episode, in 1927, the Catholic Church took out a newspaper ad denouncing floggings by the KKK in Georgia. But it wasn't for all the moral reasons. Alright, let's get to it. Lynchings in the latter half of the 1800s and early 1900s were not the only forms of terrorism African Americans had to fear from the angry white mobs, the KKK, and corrupt police. Being dragged from your home by force by a subset of Ku Klux Klan, a terrorist group known as the Black Raiders, was another fear. This group, as well as the Klan, at night would raid African-American homes in rural Georgia, beat and flog a person or persons with a bullwhip. Beatings were severe and caused permanent body injuries, scarring, and sometimes death. In order to avoid prosecution, questions, and accusations of participating in a lynching, these groups devised acts that would brutalize and instill fear in African Americans while avoiding extreme jail and prison terms. Floggings did not discriminate between man, woman, or child. Any perceived notion of backtalk, disrespect, or uppity attitude during the daytime at a store, on the sidewalk, or at work could bring dire consequences at the stroke of twilight. The floggings became so prevalent in 1926 and 1927 in Georgia that the Catholic Church issued a plea for the floggings to stop in the church's own newspaper that was headquartered in Augusta, Georgia. It was the only Catholic newspaper in the South between Baltimore and New Orleans. The newspaper, the Bulletin, had a motto that stated to bring about a friendlier feeling among Georgians' irrespective of Creed. However, the Catholic Church's plea for floggings to stop was mainly rooted in trying to keep investments from northerners flowing to Georgia. Northerners were notorious for despising slavery and lynchings, but still invested money, companies and jobs in southern states. Northerners would routinely buy property in the South during the Jim Crow era. The moral outrage of maiming another human being was secondary in the church's eyes. Here is an article printed in the Catholic Church's newspaper in Georgia. The Bulletin, August 20th, 1927, Augusta, Georgia. Stop flogging. 10 years ago, all of Georgia was outraged and the whole country aroused by a series of lynchings which made the name of our fair state a term of reproach, byword in the nation, almost a synonym for lawlessness and crime. Stung to action by the shame which rebounded against us with shocking force, Georgians set their faces resolutely to put down the thing. The Bishop of Savannah issued a pastoral letter denouncing the evil and appealing, both as a citizen and as a Catholic prelate to the state authorities and to the people to exert their full powers to stop lynching the press, the pulpit. The judiciary, every power for good in the march of civilization joined in protest against the barbarism and the evil was checked. Now we read a different story. No longer do lynchings periodically disgrace our state. In almost two years there has been but one lynching in Georgia and the perpetrators of that crime are serving as convicts on the state chain gang. With the courts applying that remedy, we had hoped that the reign of lynch law in Georgia was definitely passed. But a new form of the evil has appeared, differing in kind but not in character from the old lynching craze. The hooded flogger is abroad, and the reputation we saved from the lyncher is now threatened by him. The newspapers have published accounts of over 30 floggings perpetrated by hooded bands within the confines of Georgia during the past eight months. The recent flogging of a woman at Toka by Klansmen, led by a school principal, a crime too horrible to describe in the brutal whipping of a 15-year-old boy at the same time for protesting against the monstrous indignities inflicted upon his mother. Speak trumpet-tongued of the hideous thing that has sprung into our midst like some blood-spitting dragon come up out of a swamp in the night. Is the name of Georgia again to become a byword in the nation? Must our land's lie fallow? our streets empty, our mills idle, before we learn that a reputation for lawlessness is a people's ruin, in denouncing the outrages that would cause a savage to hang his head in shame. The Bulletin's only interest is that which all good citizens hold, the honor, prosperity, and peace of Georgia. We say, stop these floggings, because they degrade our common manhood, violate our sense of decency and justice and hold us up to the scorn of the world as a lawless community where public authorities is indifferent to the safety of the citizens or powerless to protect them. We say stop them because they strike down with one defiant blow the age-old right of citizens accused of wrong to have a public trial before an impartial jury. With due process of law, we say stop them because they are a challenge to the law of order, a defiance of public authority, a throwback in the long, slow upreach of human progress toward a high altitude of human advancement. Where Christian men look back upon the altars that once bore the sacrifice of human beings and thank their divine master for the admonition and the grace to love one another. We say, stop these floggings because they are a mighty break on the economic progress and the social improvement of the empire state of the South. A maker man advertised in the New York Times his fine southern estate in Georgia. He received a letter from a former southerner asking, Who would buy real estate in a section of our country where the bedsheet, lash, and mask and gregarious mob is the rule of the land? Another former Georgian of great prominence recently expressed the view. That flogging in the Georgia depreciated values of our state by untold millions of dollars and that is saying nothing of the millions of capital diverted by adverse publicity to other fields where law and order prevailed and citizens live in safety and peace. We know conditions are not as bad here as some of outside Georgia's believe. Nevertheless, these floggings give color to that belief and undoubtedly are doing more harm than all of our advertising campaigns, with the hundreds of thousands of dollars devoted to them, can begin to overcome. Moreover, if the region of the mask and order, in the sway of the lash, are not stopped, the most exaggerated belief about conditions in Georgia would shortly be no more than a reflection of the truth. The law-abiding citizens of Georgia are not in the minority. They outnumber the lawless by 10, 20, 50, or 100 to 1, but they need awakening. They can remove this new block from Georgia's estuary, even as they reduce lynching to the vanishing point by declaring a moratorium on their petty personal and political differences, their jealousy, bickering, and strife, and uniting irrespective of party or creed in one tremendous demand to stop flogging. All right. So as you can see, floggings worried the church to the point that they decided to make a plea for those responsible to stop. Investments in Georgia were becoming scarce. The state's reputation was being questioned along with savage beatings of African-Americans caused this outcry. That's gonna do it for this episode. You can check out more of my family's ancestors, True News Accounts, and America's History, on my website at projectmacrae.com Alright I hope you guys have a good week Thanks for listening